0: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt, a.k.a. Clean Sheet Wipeout.
1: And my name's James, a.k.a. FPL Drug.
0: You all right, mate? How you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you. Uh, Friday, so feeling good. Um, obviously, we're getting used to Friday recording days now. Um, oh, yeah. way the game week's falling. Um, hope you're enjoying it and still listening to, to the bottom on Friday.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it makes makes a bit of a change, doesn't it? And we expect we'll probably uh, try and get back to more of a a standard schedule soon, but Fridays have just suited us because that's the way the game weeks are finished, and uh, it's often a nice way to finish the week, isn't it? After a, a, a tough working week.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah, it's great to just shoot the ship with you. <laughs> <laughs> discuss FPL. Um not sure what i'm going to do with my team but we'll come into that later No,
0: oh, neither have i mate. neither have i so um we're obviously we we revealed on twitter we're expecting a guest uh to join us probably halfway through the pod expecting um fpl dronic uh coming in from the man on fpl podcast um i've not actually heard back from him i've sent him the link so uh you never know, but hopefully in half an hour's time or so, you guys will get to hear him, and then we'll uh, we'll have a bit of a chat. But before we do, let's get straight into the game week, mate. Let's start off: Crystal Palace two, West Ham three.
1: Uh, a frustrating game for myself. Um, triple West Ham owner. I played um, Ogbonna and Koufal, um, leaving Dawson on the bench with a nine-pointer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was frustrating for me as well, mate. I uh... Couldn't find a way to play both Suchek and Rafinha. Obviously, went Rafinha over Suchek kind of worked out, but to see the likes of Bamford and stuff get fuck all in this and then Suchek comes out with a 15-pointer, sat plumb on my bench, yeah, it was it was frustrating. But how Antonio didn't come out of this game with a hat-trick is beyond me. He He, he hit the post twice, missed a couple of sitters. He looked so frustrated with himself at the end, didn't he?
1: <laughs> yeah, he really did. I mean, it, everyone was talking about how high his XG was, which is like obviously his amount of chances he creates, mm. uh, how lo- likely he's going to score based on stats. And yeah, he's he's playing well. Um, yeah. The only reason he's not in my team is because I've already got three West Ham players. So I'm going to have to fix that pretty sharpish to get him in because at 6.3, there's not much else a- around uh, for that price up front.
0: No, I, I think Antonio... Obviously, it's always fitness dependent with Antonio, but I think he's very much a must-have at the moment. He he looks like he's gaining fitness, he's gaining sharpness. Hopefully, you know, in the in the next game or two, that that those goals start to come. And obviously, we know what he's he's capable of. Last season, he scored four against Norwich. So, uh, you know, on his day, he can do that
1: against most teams. He's an excellent player for um, both games. Sky official FPL, just bring him in.
0: Mm, exactly. Whereas, on obviously, on the other hand, Zaha got himself uh, another goal for Palace. I think it was um, two or three games we hadn't really returned, done anything for Palace. So obviously, for him to come out with another goal for those that have still still owning him, he's uh, he's getting the odd odd points here or there. But he's not the type of asset I particularly enjoy owning because one his attitude seems to let him down, and obviously when when he drops his head early on in a game. You can kind of sit there, watch it, and already know that you're not going to get anything from
1: it, are you? He's, yeah, he's very, he's very unpredictable. Um, he's uncomfortable to own. Um,
0: it's a good word. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's that's. What, I don't, I don't want to get him back in, to be honest. No. Um, if there's better options, I'm going to be be keeping those, to be honest.
0: Yeah, no, and to be fair, around that price point of like the the seven million bracket, we're starting to see better options appear anyway obviously we'll come on to them but Leicester assets in particular are uh, looking quite sharp and you know at that price you know where you're going to go don't you
1: oh yeah Madison, Tielemans I mean we'll come on to them later but there's some excellent picks there agreed
0: yeah but another um, another very good win for West Ham and obviously they continue to climb the table but it's surprising giving I think our early season predictions had them uh, somewhat lower than that but you know they're proving us wrong, and uh, I think they're starting to prove a lot of other people wrong.
1: Yeah, fair play to them. Um, D- David Moyes in particular, I think, doing an excellent job to get West Ham in the Champions League places when the top six is so competitive. Is mm. pr- credit to him. He's doing a doing a really good job of um, pretty standard players, I'd say. Osonio yeah. aside, I'd no, say.
0: exactly. Like I saw that they've um, they've made Ben Ramas uh, loan signing permanent to allow them to now bring in Jesse Lingard on loan.
1: What's that about? <laughs> it's an interesting one. I saw like they were getting rid of a lot of their wingers and now they're getting someone back in on loan. It's, it's yeah. a bit of a strange one, um, but I guess we'll see how that one goes. No, exactly,
0: yeah. I, I hadn't actually realized that you've got the um, the ruling that allows you to only have two domestic loans. So obviously they had both Dawson and Ben Rama um, as domestic loans. So they had to make one of them permanent or release one before they could bring in Lingard. So obviously they've decided to bring in Ben Rama. And to be fair, he's been impressive. So um, I think West Ham fans are, are quite pleased to see him sign permanently, aren't they?
1: Oh, they are. A very tricky player. Liked him at Brentford, so made sense.
0: Yeah, right. Um, let's jump on to Newcastle 1, Leeds 2. Wow.
1: Wow. Um obviously i'm very disappointed with uh, bamford going off in the 59th minute uh <laughs> hasn't happened often this season he he's no, played the 90th for most games so i went left field with my captain pick because i didn't own bruno fernandes so i didn't have that op- obvious captain choice so i felt i just fancied fancy bamford this week mm-hmm. over say solar at spurs and on another day, I think it could have paid off. Um, I mean, there was a chance where it was Rafinha could have drilled it across the box, and Bamford was there waiting for a tap in, and I oh, was screaming at the TV. To be honest, I think had he scored that, I doubt um, Bielsa would have took him off either.
0: No, it was frustrating, even as a Rafinha owner, to see that chance go begging. Like I had captain Bamford and Sky that night, and um, yeah, to see to see that go begging, yeah, I'd have loved Rafinha to score it, but. I'd have preferred him to have got the assist for you know an obvious goal that Bamford could have scored, and I would have got more points that way anyway. So yeah, it was it was frustrating. I knew he was your captain, um, so I knew how angry you'd be. But yeah, so you, it pissed me off a little bit.
1: I, I launched a cable tie halfway across the room. <laughs> At least it was only
0: a cable tie. <laughs> yeah,
1: I yeah. know, oh, Zach. I'm not the sort of person that breaks a window or whatever. Oh no!
0: But... Didn't didn't pick up your cat and throw him across? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like we said, um, Rafinha uh, finally kind of came to pass and uh, proved that he's actually quite a good player. Obviously he picked up a goal, I think it was four weeks ago now, um, when I owned him and then got a couple of assists a few weeks before that. So he's been slowly ticking along,
1: but to see him get a goal and an assist in this game, it was uh, particularly pleasing. Well, fair play to you. I mean, I was messaging you saying, like, oh, he's just gone on the hype train. And then, and then he scored. You were, yeah, I know. We're, we're obviously chatting about the fact I had benched Suchek and you were like, yeah,
0: you've been caught by the hype train. You know, you've been fucked that way. And then I think it was like two minutes later, he scored.
1: Yeah, I was like, well, that shut me up.
0: I <laughs> know. Oh, um, I thought Newcastle weren't particularly great in the first half, but they seemed to come out in the second half with a bit more grit and determination
1: I'd agree with that to be honest um, the game was more even than I thought it was going to be um, hence the Battenford captaincy but mm. I guess um, Bruce is under pressure and maybe they're wanting to play for him um, maybe maybe I mean it's hard to say, say say how the dressing room is but obviously losing most games it's not going to be great down there but Maybe they can take a bit of confidence from this performance. Yeah, it is a tricky one. I
0: know Newcastle fans are unhappy, and I don't blame them. Like you know, there's there's stuff going on behind the scenes there that you know with Ashley that no one's happy with, and I'm not sure that the tactics and stuff have been right this season with with Bruce, but particularly that I think there was a video um, on social media of I think it was Saint Maximin was being interviewed by Newcastle TV. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was Dwight Gale comes past and he's like oh the savior's back and like they're kind of taking the piss at the fact that Steve Bruce has mentioned that you know Ryan Fraser and um Maximan haven't been on the pitch together and basically putting that down to the fact that their performances haven't been as great as they could have been which seems to undermine a lot of other
1: players doesn't it I think it does but I think Sam Maximan is a big Big player for them, like he's the only player that seems to make things happen on the pitch for them. Like they're, they're so much more interesting to watch when he's on the pitch. He just ignites everything. Um, we used to say like he didn't really have an end product, but the back end of when he was playing before he got injured, he was he was playing well and he was scoring. He scored a great long long shot, uh, if I remember correctly. I'm not sure if it was against Man United, but I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah, great great goal. Um, so I feel I feel I feel like missing the likes of Wilson, uh, Wilson Fraser and Sam Maximin is it's quite a big part for their team.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting to see how their form turns now that they're both presumably you know back to fitness, and whether we start to see them both start in the same lineup. Because if they do, I think Callum Wilson, albeit he's a good asset anyway. I think he becomes a better asset potentially with those two providing, you know, the assists at least for him. And that Particularly bit more. Pace, Fraser,
1: right? There's a lot yeah. of chemistry between those two, obviously from the Bournemouth days. Yeah. So exactly, it's, it's hard to say.
0: Yeah. So we, we might hopefully see a partnership develop, but for now I'm, I'm not going near Newcastle assets. I know um, Wilson is almost 20% owned, but not for me. Right. Um, let's move on to a, a frustrating game. Um, you know, Sounds like we've been saying this quite a few for quite a few weeks with with Saints with injuries, but Saints one Arsenal three.
1: Yeah, it's a performance for me which uh, started quite well and um, sort of gradually lost hope throughout the game. Um, (laughs) Arsenal, Arsenal. I was very impressed with Arsenal to be honest. Uh, Saka was excellent. Um, Yeah, their passing as well. Like Arteta, like the team from a couple of months ago. This is completely different side um, they seem to be a lot more confident now um, after getting a decent run of results together um, so frustrating for us but fair play to Arsenal for a good performance
0: yeah they, they just looked a lot sharper um, even Pepe for periods looked a really really good player and um, we um, haven't said that about him much this season have we <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm not sure he's worth his money yet, but
0: uh, <laughs> no, and yeah. in, and um, in Lacazette, you know, continues to keep his form up. He's uh, he's got a goal and an assist um, again in this game. Uh, I think that's far, four returns in the last four games. It's, it's it's not bad for you know a striker that's only eight point three million.
1: Yeah, very well said. Um, again, we're talking about there's not many options around that price point, but I guess. Him alongside the likes of DCL are the ones that you're going to be looking at. Um, what's Arsenal's run look like? It's it's
0: not bad. Um, you've obviously got Man United um, at home this weekend. Then there are away to Wolves, away to Villa, and then at home to Leeds. Um, so you know there, there's potential points in there. Then they've got a little bit of a tricky period. Um, game weeks twenty five to thirty looks tough. They've got Man City, Leicester, Burnley, Tottenham, West Ham, and Liverpool in those six games. I think that could really be decisive on where they finish this season.
1: It's a tough one. Would you would you say Lacazette's a big game player? Would you say he? I wouldn't normally associate him as a big game player, but he is starting
0: to get himself in the right positions um, and obviously provide the, the odd assist and the odd goal and. This performance was without Aubameyang as well, which obviously we have to we have to note. So to see Arsenal start to click into gear a little bit, I think Lacazette is you know quite a good candidate, you know, for those players, particularly where we've got a lack of premiums now. You know, we'll talk about injuries, but you know, Kane potentially injured, Vardy at the moment's out. There's money to be spent, and if you want to maybe upgrade a, a six million Adams, for instance, to a Lacazette. I wouldn't go against that.
1: I think that's a good shout. Like, I'd feel more comfortable owning Lacazette than I would an Adams or a yeah. Bamford. Like, straight away, who's the best striker of those three? You say Lacazette.
0: Exactly. Whereas, uh, obviously, on the the other hand, you've got Southampton. Armstrong got his goal. Thought he, he took it particularly well. Perhaps he got the assist. But other than that, it was, it was largely frustrating. We had periods where we, we looked quite good. Again, like you said, particularly in the first half. But... Once again in the second half, we seem to die off. And then when you've got the likes of, you know, Watts coming on, albeit it's great to see an Academy player, you know, come in. But when you're taking off Danny Ings, you know, it, it says a lot really, doesn't
1: it? It does. Um a little bit disappointed in Ings recently. I mean, he's not had many minutes. Um, he's missed um one of the games due to rotation, probably to prevent him from getting injured again. Um, but he's always someone I fancy. Um and Another one that we could even potentially look at around that price point, if you can stretch to 8.4 million, um, yep. then I think there's not many better options than, than Danny Ings.
0: Well, no, exactly. He's clinical. He proves that he's he is a big game player. Like He, score, he can score against anybody. And he's on pens when he plays for us. So, you know, it's, it's definitely worth the option. And it's one that I've considered myself, um, particularly, obviously, you know, we've got the likes of Newcastle uh, coming up. Could be one to target. But I might hold off until maybe game week twenty-six, when our fixtures seem to turn for the better. Um, it's a, it's a tough one, but again, you know, if people are uh, looking at Danny Ings as a potential option, I definitely prefer him over the likes of Adams. Agreed. Right. Um, moving on to what was a cracking game for me was uh, West Brom nil, Man City five.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say. Um fair play to the those of you that own and even Captain Cancelo. Um okay. was tactician, wasn't he? I've seen that that he, he captained yep. Cancelo. Yeah, I think um him and Luke yeah, uh, both captained to say uh, Captain Disabled, captain, <laughs> captain <laughs> <laughs> Cancelo, Um which is yeah, yeah, a good pick. Um I think they've been picking a, for, a lot of like sort of left-field picks for captaincies that haven't come off. So it's good to mm. see one come home for them. Yeah,
0: and I was, I was buzzing because obviously I, I took a minus four this week um, and the two players that I brought in were Gundawan and Cancello. So he it, uh, it immediately man. paid off. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> buzzing. But <laughs> the moment that I think kind of changed the game a little bit was Cancello's goal. Um, obviously, I felt sorry for her, but Sean Macy, um, obviously the linesman, To be fair, I think she's been the best liner this season and probably the best that we've got in the Premier League. But she puts her flag up um, when it was obviously a close call and liners have been told not to. West Brom look at that and wrongly, because they should play to the whistle, but they do kind of take their foot off the gas a bit and step back. And Cancello, just rightly, you know, he's still got the ball at his feet, puts it in the back of the net anyway because they're still playing. And I don't even, he thought it was going to be a goal because there was no celebration. But then, oh, right.
1: well, you just got to play to the whistle, haven't you? Yeah. Um, that's something that everyone has learned, even at an early age when playing football. You just yeah. got to play to the whistle.
0: Exactly, and this was the performance that I think we've all been waiting for. Is you know, Cancelo, owners and Sky, I captained him in Sky, and he got fifty points, so I can't complain about that. But we've been saying it for weeks that he's due a haul and he's due to get these attacking returns, and he hasn't done it. Whereas obviously, finally, he gets himself a goal and
1: an assist. Yeah, and to captain him on the week that he does it, fair play because he could have easily been rotated, subbed, whatever. So you deserve those points.
0: Yeah, and then obviously the other player that we have to talk about is Gundogan, and I mean he only played fifty-one minutes, and he still got fourteen points. Like he had done his job, got his two goals, and then Pep was like, oh, "Right, that's it. You know what? Off you <laughs> come. I'm gonna rest you." It was a huge call. I was so tempted. To gamble on Phil Foden rather than Gundogan because, you know, Phil Foden inevitably is a better player. I, I guess that's the wrong more thing to say. Players. Yeah, more more attacking. Exactly. You expect Foden to be more involved, but Gundogan's stats. Just looking at them, um, obviously seven goals now. They've all come in the last eight games, so I, I couldn't turn that down. And I thought, right, he's found form. He's got his position. KDB's out and he seems to be stepping up to the role. I'm, I'm going to take the gamble. And yeah, it paid off. And I'm honestly tempted to captain him this week.
1: Uh, I'm not surprised. Like, it's a good fixture. I wouldn't put it past you captaining him. Um, we we mentioned him last week. At that price, you you can't really go wrong. And I, we stand by that advice. I, I mean, I don't have him, but I'm definitely thinking about him.
0: Yeah. And obviously, an- another week where Mancy kept, kept another clean sheet and uh that that back line just looks formidable and i think i saw there were some quotes from pep today in the press conference just how they've kind of reverted back to the manner in which they played last season and that he wasn't particularly impressed or happy with the way that they'd gone about things at the start of this season he did blame a little bit on covid and you know a lack of preparation time and stuff but man city have turned the corner now they look unplayable
1: so solid at the back um that's the one thing that went right with my game week. I brought in stones for Zuma and yeah, having two city defenders, stones and deers for me um, is essential now. I'd say that that the price that you're paying as well, like 5 million for stones, 5.7 or 8 for deers. It's it's well worth it.
0: Absolutely. Right. um, Let's move on to Wednesday's games then. And uh, we've got Burnley three, Aston Villa two in perhaps a game that, the result doesn't really define the performance.
1: Agreed. Um, f- fantastic game. Um, a real thriller, which I didn't really see coming. Yeah. Um, Burnley-Villa. But fa- yeah, fair play to them. Um, I'd say Villa probably actually deserved more from this game. Yeah. However, Burnley did a job on them. They did well. Um, I mean, a goal from a set piece, a uh, corner for Ben Mee, yep. uh, just uses strength. Um, they've clearly got I think they're quite a tight tight-knit team, Burnley. Um obviously simmer eleven plays most weeks. Similar story for Villa, actually. Um and yeah, fair play to Ben Mee. Obviously, he was out for a while for an injury and he's come back and he's he's a threat from corners. Um, yeah. and a cheap asset as well. Uh one to think about. Uh obviously you and you can get a clean sheet as a bonus, but um don't know if there's any by any players you particularly like? Obviously, you've got Charlie Taylor when he's fit at four point five. But um, the, the the one that
0: might be a nice differential is Westwood. I was really impressed with him. I thought he played really, really well. And obviously, obviously the one that we consistently mention is Nick Pope. And I mean, he made eight saves in this game. Like right? he does. He's starting to do what Nick Pope does best again, and that's make saves. And you know win games essentially for Burnley and Villa should have been three or four up in the first half and if it wasn't for Nick Pope they would have been
1: yeah but I mean both these goalkeepers are excellent Um, I think Pope's first and Martinez's second overall in terms of points scored obviously Martinez is considerably cheaper but Pope I don't don't think we can write him off anymore at at his price Um, I think it's a lazy excuse just to say don't get Pope in because of his price because he's making so many saves and with that they keep a clean sheet. He's going to be getting free bonus potentially, especially yeah. with like normally their wins are like a one nil Chris Wood, one nil Ashley Barnes. They get you don't get the attackers stealing the returns like you do with say City, Liverpool. So maybe Nick Pope is one to consider if you've got a bit of extra money with the likes of Kane. Um, upgrade your keeper. Why not?
0: Yeah, I'm obviously looking ahead to Sky overhaul, I'm considering Pope is my goalkeeper for, for that very reason. I mean, if, if Burnley win a game and they keep a clean sheet, arguably Nick Pope often gets man of the match. So it's, it's something to consider there. Whereas um, on Aston Villa's side, obviously Grealish and Watkins, again, was, you know, very impressive. Grealish was exceptional in this game. They, they lost the game and he still got man of the match. That, that says a lot about his performance. Um, and yeah, I think they've both kind of hit and maintained form. Greedish, once again, didn't get booked. So I think he's got one more game to survive before they've played 19 games. Um, so if he gets through that, then we don't have to worry about the the fifth yellow card. And it's, it's frustrating because that's the reason I've not brought him in, is because I've been worried about that. And time and time again, he's kind of, you know, holding back a little bit. And there was a moment in the corner. Um, I think it was towards the end when obviously they were trying to get back to equalise. Um, and Bernie were holding it by the corner flag and Grealish I'm pretty sure he pushed, pushed the lad over and I was very surprised he didn't get booked the ref had a word but didn't give him anything and I thought oh he
1: was lucky there I was relieved to be honest as a Grealish owner um, you make an interesting point with the yellows because that's the reason I didn't bring in Matt Target for the double Okay. he, he was on four bookings and I think he still is Mm-hmm. Um, and that put me off because if he gets uh, a booking in the first game, he misses the second game. So, but since then, he's actually got a couple of assists. Yeah, um, so yeah. it's it's just one one of those things. <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, I know it's yeah. He's got two assists. He's got twenty points in the last three
1: games. I mean that says it all. What a great like an average of over six points a game. You you can't go wrong with that, especially his price. I think he's like four point seven maybe.
0: Yo, target. Yeah, he's sitting at four point seven million.
1: Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Great asset to own. Yeah. Um,
0: exactly. Right. Um, let's move on then to. I don't really want to particularly talk about these next two games, but the first one was Chelsea nil, Wolves nil, and obviously talking big talking point since our last pod, uh, Frank Lampard was sacked and um, Thomas Tuchel was uh, was brought in.
1: I'm not even sure how to say. I've been saying two shower in my head I so
0: cool, but I, I've been listening to so many different like football like the Guardian football weekly and they've all got a slightly different pronunciation so I, I'm going to say two cool. we'll call him Thomas. Yeah, uh,
1: Thomas. <laughs> so uh Thomas yeah he obviously played he picked Brüdiger. Uh, I don't know if he's going to side with him just through German experience he's maybe seen him play more than Zuma.
0: Exactly.
1: Um however maybe he'll fancy Zuma but yeah not much to talk about in this game um I don't think I have too much to add other than the the appointment of
0: Thomas. no, no it's just the idea that obviously um he picked a, a strange lineup there was no Well, Werner was obviously benched um, mount was benched he has come out since and said look he was given one training session the squad that he picks now isn't going to be the squad that he goes forward with you know the likes of even Reece James didn't didn't get minutes so uh it's an interesting one, but I'm going to keep my eye on Chelsea. I'm impressed, in, in Sky, they—I think every single one of their defenders hit tier two passing. They were they were in the hundreds, and both central midfielders did. So, it's something to consider. Um, breaking news: We've obviously got drawn UK now sat in the uh, the waiting room, so he is going to attend this pod. Um, and once we finish this review, we'll uh, we'll let him straight in. Right, Brighton nil, Fulham nil. Again, another particular game that. Wasn't particularly impressed with, to be honest.
1: I only saw bits and pieces. I turned it over at half time in the other games, um, so I saw ten, fifteen minute spells. Wasn't didn't seem to be a great game, um, but another strong defensive performance from Fulham. Um, we've we've been saying this, so um, there's some value there for Fulham potentially, um, but I don't think will be hurrying to get them in. I, I've got Anguissa and Luckman but that's more through value than yeah. decision. Um, but shall we move on to the next one?
0: Yeah, um, Everton won, Leicester won and obviously uh, goals for both Hammers Rodriguez and Tielemans.
1: Now are you going to be looking at Rodriguez now he's sort of back and firing? Um...
0: I don't know i don't think i will go back to hammers rodriguez um now that the, the the squad that everybody keeps referring to of obviously rodriguez richarlison and dcl are back it might push me going back towards dcl and obviously he's had considerable price drops so he's an option and everton's fixtures look pretty good probably in the next six and even beyond to be honest all the way up to game week 31 i think they've got quite good fixtures so um DCL potentially, or maybe even Richarlison. But for me, I don't want to go back to James Rodriguez. He's a frustrating player to win.
1: He is. A bit unpredictable in terms of returns. Um, He's very talented with the ball, but he could obviously quite easily perform very well, but not even get an assist, um, which has happened. So DCL does feel a bit lower risk as a pick.
0: Yeah. Whereas obviously... um, Tielemans is a player that we mentioned on the pod last week that we were both particularly impressed with. And uh, he steps up again with obviously Harvey Barnes getting the assist.
1: Yeah, very, very good performance for Tielemans. Often I feel like he's the forgotten Leicester midfielder. Uh, You tend to talk about Barnes, you talk about Madison, but don't really talk about Tielemans. He sort of has similar vibes to Gundogan at Man City. Yeah, that's a very good reference. Obviously, a little bit further back, a little bit more defensive, but still capable of scoring.
0: Yeah, well, two um, goals and two assists in his last four games. It's it's not to go unnoticed. And he's only 6.4 million, percent owned in
1: the game. So exactly. exactly. On pens while Vardy's out, so yeah. it's a good shout.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um, all right, let's move on to what was probably the shock of the week. And it was uh, Man United 1, Sheffield United 2.
1: Thoroughly enjoyed this game. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> not what I expected as a non-owner of Bruno Fernandes, um, but I'll take it all day long. Um, I-, I was with Chris Wilder of every minute of this game.
0: It's uh, <laughs> not <you> fucking were.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was, um, fantastic. I mean, Burke's goal was a strange one. He um, obviously came on, and then um, two kind of shat, shit miss-hit shots then oh. fall back to him, and then he scores. <laughs> it,
0: honestly, it's worse than Sunday League defending. Um, he, he's given the first opportunity, which is then rebounded out. Man United failed to clear their lines, and then he's given so much time to have another opportunity. Like the only player that reacts is Bruno, and he reacts too late, so he doesn't get there before burke strikes. It's, uh,
1: <laughs> it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah terrible goal. Like y- you look at it, you-, you wouldn't you wouldn't know that was Premier League football.
0: No, not at all. It was. It's not the United that any of us expected to see. Um, and I expect. I was really surprised actually to see Tellers play um, instead of Luke Shaw. I know Tellers came away with uh, the three bonus after getting the assist from Maguire, but I don't know why you'd then rest Luke Shaw. He's he's looked so sharp recently. And yeah, Tellers could be a good player, but Shaw has, in my opinion, been the best probably United asset aside from Pogba in the last three or four games.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I was big enough, sure. Um, but now that would put you offshore, like, especially with Telez coming on and doing a decent performance. Now you're questioning who's going to be playing. He's probably going to rotate them.
0: Exactly. And pati- particularly with obviously games coming thick and fast in the next couple of weeks, you know, there's there's three games in a week. Um, is Shaw going to play all three? I've, I very much doubt it. Agreed. Yeah. So um, I'm really hoping that Bruno Fernandes picks up his form, it's, it's frustrating and obviously it's not the captaincy we expected, but they, they've got opportunities, you know, they play Arsenal in the next game, I think that's a game that United will want to come out and put a performance on, and then obviously in the next five, they've got West Brom and Newcastle in there, so I'm, I'm holding, and the longer I hold and you don't own, I'm hoping I get some of those sizable returns again
1: <laughs> Well yeah, I'm, uh, I'm tempted to stay away, um, I've been trying to get him in my team week after week, but I don't want to then get him in when he's going off the boil. No, exactly. Um, so, but he's always capable, as we know, from pens, free kicks, and just general play.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's move on to uh, the final game of the week, and that was Spurs 1, Liverpool 3.
1: Now, I said to Matt uh, before this game that I fancied Spurs, and in fairness, they had a goal, perfectly good goal in my opinion, pulled out <laughs> side. It's on... Song goal, Kane assist, uh, by a heel, the back of a heel maybe, an inch, if that. Yeah, um, side. Fuming, fuming. Absolute bullshit. But um, yeah, there we go. They, these are the times we live in. And yeah, Liverpool, with credit to them, overall deserved the three points. They played well. They surprised me. Um, very strong performance from them um, when I didn't expect it, especially from Trent.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, the the is it the return of Trent Alexander-Arnold? Obviously got a goal and an assist, got three bonus points, looked good. Whereas previous performances, he's been sloppy.
1: Yeah, very sloppy. Um, he's obviously disappointed this season. Um, however, one game week isn't enough for me to no. even think about bringing him in, especially at his price. So I'd want to be seeing a bit more consistency with that. Uh, if he can get a return... Two out of the next three, then maybe I'll start thinking about him. But yeah, I, I think, like I don't have the confidence I had in him last season.
0: No, both price and fixtures put me off at the moment. Obviously, if he's performing well after that Leicester game in game week twenty-four, then it might be the right time to to jump back on them. But for me, not so much at the moment. And there's a reason that you know he's he's dropped in value. He's dropped in ownership. He's now what seven point three million. of the game still own him, but that was a lot more at the start of the season. Oh, 50%, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, obviously, Mo Salah, another blank, uh, which, you know, is starting to become expected. Uh, It's frustrating, owning Salah, seeing all that value for him to consistently pick up two points, but Sadio Mane kind of turned up in this game, didn't he?
1: Oh, he really did. Um, The lesser-owned of the two, obviously, obviously. as a Salah owner, I was obviously disappointed to see him have a goal ruled out. Um, but that just shows he is capable um, and the returns will come. Yeah, exactly. uh, So I'm not particularly worried about Salah. Salah, it's more a case of if you've got a load of extra money from Kane, why not invest in Mane? I think that's a good shout for people.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's quite a, quite a good shout and not one that many people are going to go on. So it's a good opportunity. And obviously with Liverpool looking a bit sharper, yeah, they're still defensively weakened, particularly if um, the likes of Fabinho and Matip are both ruled out for the weekend. I think Antonio could could enjoy himself uh, this weekend. But if Liverpool have turned a corner, they, they've obviously got West Ham away, Brighton at home in the next two and uh, they're both winnable games.
1: Oh, they really are. Um, you'd expect them to get chances, maybe more in the Brighton game, but um, yeah, Mane would be a good pick for people.
0: Exactly. Right. We've left this man waiting long enough, so uh, I think we should let him in, shouldn't we? yeah let's do it right. <laughs> let's admit him in he should be coming in anytime now there he is there he is
1: There's hello the...
0: darren how are you doing all right you guys yeah not bad at all not bad at all sorry to keep you waiting we were uh, finishing right. up our little review
2: no problem at all not a problem are you in a shed i am in an insulated log cabin that i built um it's my it's my office my right. remote office very nice indeed yeah some couples, up as a, couples up as a games room to escape the uh, madness of the kids in the house. <laughs> yeah, always, thinking, <laughs> always thinking.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd love my own man cave one day. That, that's the main thing. Nice. <laughs> kids yeah, first. That's, that's exactly what it is. All right, seeing as we've got you on, um, I think it's only fair that... We'll let you have a moment to uh tell the people a bit about yourself. Obviously, we're all aware of the, the Man on FPL podcast, but there might be some people that listen to this that aren't. So it's yours.
2: Wow, appreciate that. Um what what, what can I say? Um so I mean I, I joined the Twitter community, let's say, just at the very end of last season, maybe. Um, and I was blown away by how big it was. Uh I've played fantasy football for I wanna say, whoa, something like nearly 20 years maybe like I used to have to phone in and use a code to to register players. Like this is before, this is pre-internet. So that explains how old I am. Um, (laughs) And And I love it um it's i mean football I, I've loved football for a, for a long long time um played a lot of variety of different games um in the fan community and then obviously the, this whole lockdown thing happened and then uh, we got onto the the man thing as well um and I can't explain how much I love that met Thomas through that, who I do the man on podcast with um and yeah that's 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 sort of the very Brief background of uh, I could go much much deeper, uh, <laughs> but that's the very brief background of fantasy football and how I came to uh, be into the community. Yeah, and I've shot up as well, actually.
0: You have. I was going to say yeah. I was just about to say that. I noticed you're almost hitting eighteen hundred followers now, aren't
2: you? Yeah, uh, like I I think I looked. It must have been only a couple of weeks ago, and it was a, it was it was over a thousand, or maybe maybe twelve to fourteen hundred. But then all of a sudden, I replied to somebody saying something today. Um, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I have nearly 1,800. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll yep. take it. I don't think it's for my football content. I think it's more the fact I don't mind making an idiot of myself and putting some stupid tweets out. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It keeps us all amused, though, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. I, am, um, I like to be a people pleaser. I have I'll ask any of my friends in real life. Um, yeah, I, I usually am the one who tries to make everyone laugh.
0: It comes across on the uh, the man on pod. I mean, well, I'm glad. Yeah, we only have to talk about your rap, don't
2: we, sir? So. Yes, yes, we do. Um, <laughs> which uh, was apparent, which apparently went down really well. So I'll, I'll take it. It did, it did. We, we've got a question
0: about that shortly, anyway. That we'll go we'll oh, into. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. So we've got a couple of questions. First
2: things cool. first. Where, whereabouts are you from? So I'm uh, in Bristol, Southwest UK. You, you guessed it, James. I
1: was right. Yeah, you were. <laughs> did
2: you? Did do you know? Did you? Well, how did you guess that? Is not from the accent, surely, because I don't sound Bristolian. I, I from the accent,
1: yeah.
2: Oh, really? Well done. <laughs> yeah. No one ever puts me in Bristol. No, never. That's well what done. You, um, anyway. The first thing, the uh, second one. Who
0: do you support? I noticed that obviously uh, you had to put a Burnley um, yeah. thing on your Twitter account, which you weren't too happy about. But that's what happens. No.
2: Forfeits, but who do you actually support? Uh, their their rivals, Blackburn. I'm a yeah. Blackburn fan. Nice. Um, How were have you been a Blackburn fan for? Since Shearer joined them, actually. I was a, when I got into football or started to sort of become aware of it. It was when Shearer joined them. Um, I really, I was a big fan of his. I used to, I saw him and was like, like he when you when you're a kid and you just like, oh, then you know when someone's good at sport, you're like, oh, okay, like that. I think I saw a game and I was like, oh, I really liked him. And then all of a sudden he was at Blackburn and that's when I became more into football. Um, So straight away, I was like, well, he's at Blackburn, I'll support Blackburn. Because my dad's not hugely into football, um, so he used to take me to sort of uh, the occasional Bristol City game and stuff, just for fun um but really uh, blackburn was where i where i started really supporting football and it <laughs> coincidentally it's the year they won the league but, so my <laughs> friends are like oh you only support blackburn yes, because yeah. you know because they won the league and it's like but here i am you know so many years later still supporting them and they've done nothing but go down so, <laughs> so yeah. not really a glory supporter i would say
0: no i mean we've experienced uh, what blackburn fans are going through as saints fans for for quite a while and obviously thankfully <laughs> yeah. we made our way back up but yes yeah, Nice to see Blackburn return one day. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, tell me about it. So, um, in terms of FPL, you play all four formats of the game that I'm aware of, don't you?
2: I play, yep. So, uh, yeah, so Official, Sky, uh, Chapman, uh and um, Gaffer as well. I play.
0: I think Gaffer's the only one that neither of us have touched on. Before. Yeah, I
2: didn't think you did, yeah. Which one do you enjoy the most? difficult question it depends on the week i'm having (laughs) um i'll be fair i i I, like this sky i've played a few times and i've taken it more serious this year um before i've kind of let it go by the wayside and not worried about it too much but because of the community and because of different people playing in it uh it's made me focus on it a bit more um I really like the, the mix of both of them. To, to be completely honest, I mean, I have to say FPL because it's where I've played for the last, you know, ten years or more. Um, I used to play the Sun. It's the only one I'm not playing this year. I just fell out of love with it. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd say FPL. But Sky is getting close. I, I mean, obviously, Chapman, Let me just yeah. put my hands up and say Chatman. It's of it's course. well above them yeah. all. I just <laughs> it just you know, I just have to you know go for reality for a second.
0: Absolutely. So um how we'll go through each one
2: then how's your fpl season done it was going terribly until the last couple of weeks um double game week i scored 127 nice uh this week i scored 63 um 67. which isn't which yeah it's it's a, it? quite above the average 20 21 above uh yeah uh, yeah above the average about 20 above the average um i've got saka on the bench which is a bit annoying Um, but yeah and obviously Man United conceded to Sheffield United and didn't really do anything and I had De Gea and Fernandez, so that was frustrating Uh, I think I'm sat about 1.5 million now considering that was around 4 million a couple of weeks ago I'll take it Uh, I'll take 1.5 at the minute Um, if I can consistently get 20 points above the average then that should I should be within the million soon. Mm.
0: No, there you go. Um, to be fair, if you think of it, what, eight weeks ago, I was one point two million and I'm now hundred and thirty five K. nice. So oh,
2: did you know,
0: he can't complain about it. apologies if you just heard that screaming in the background. I think it was my I think it was my dog getting his mouth stuck in his crate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that was. It sounded sort of like a train. Yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah. does that
0: occasionally. He's an idiot, but I think Ellie's just got his mouth out now, so silly bastard
2: so <laughs> <laughs> right, i got yeah. a dog on it, no, like. no, i
0: think obviously with, with your rank there at one, 1. 1.4 million that you can easily improve that i've jumped yeah. a million in rank in 8 weeks nice
2: yeah
1: so, i can I, i'm sure i can do that it's my aim i mean last last season i was like 4 million fat at like game week 12 and i ended up finishing 4k in you the did. end yeah. wow so it can be done like you can really increase rank if you just don't get disheartened and keep just keep playing the game you know it's funny
2: i i obviously as i said i was like four million i've moved up to 1.5 and in the in in a very quick time and i thought to myself today like obviously the cane news i was going to take him out and i thought for the first time i've already i already took a minus four this week and i was like do you know what i'm just going to keep him in and I'm not going to take a minus eight because I don't know who I take out to who I put in for him. Um, And if I wanted to remove Kane, I'd want to do it at the same time as another midfielder to maybe increase the midfield price somewhere like uh, Salah or Mane. So I, you know, I was for the first time being sensible and not taking extra hits.
0: I don't think either of us know what we're doing with Kane at the moment. And, uh, Obviously, we've got the deadline tomorrow morning, so that's going to be an amusing one tonight.
2: Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get any news on him. I don't think he'll be play Brighton, but I think I'm just going to have to hold him.
0: Yeah, we all know what fucking is like, don't we? Like The last time he said this was about Son, I took him out in both fan team and in FPL, and then he fucking scores twice. So. Yeah, he did, when he?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a
2: good
1: point. Mourinho.
2: What a shit house. Um, <laughs> how are <laughs> you, you doing in Sky? sky i am i believe thirteen thousand. um yeah i've i have occasional great weeks and then occasional shit weeks um my funny enough my second team is really catching my first team um (laughs) like the second team went out of the cup and i was like well i'm not going to just forget about it i'm just going to use it the same and i've tried to get a few different players in there to my first team turns out this week they absolutely smashed I had Cancelo and Gundogan in there uh, and I think I made Cancelo captain I looked and he was on 50 points I was like okay (laughs) there you go um so basically it is 40 it is literally just 40 points behind my first team now um
0: so so yes 30 sorry say that again have you
2: played that for a few years now uh, Sky, yeah, I, I want to say I've played it for, a, I want to say three three to four years, but I think because of FPL and I wasn't in the community and doing podcasts and stuff, obviously, as you know, I've got loads of children, so I've been very busy. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, FPL is pretty much the only one I've concentrated on. I think I've played Sky and I think like 40 transfers bothered me before and I just, they just fell by the wayside. And I, before I looked at it, I was like, oh, I'm miles by and don't care. So i forgot about it so this year's the real year i've taken it a little bit more serious and and have planned transfers and stuff and obviously the community's help with that and the, the fact i'm in some sort of sky groups and that is really good as well um although i'll be fair i'm in so many twitter groups now it's impossible to keep up with the advice i'm getting in all the things that's about it yeah it's just but not yeah. too bad not doing too bad i've only got 13 transfers left that's the only problem
0: are you planning to hold until
2: I overhaul now yeah yeah, I'm not going to touch it. I mean, obviously Kane's in there, which is bloody annoying. Yeah. But um, and my, my front line itself is not nice in my first in the first time. I've got Mane, Sterling, and Kane because I was char- targeting previous week. did last night though. Yeah, he did. Uh, unfortunately, Mane wasn't my captain last night. It was Kane. Um, right. So there we go.
0: So I brought Kane into my cup team, uh, who then obviously went off injured. Had I captain Mane and stuck with him, I'd be in the semi-final. So,
2: <sighs> yeah, that is a pain in the ass.
0: Things and roundabouts, isn't it? Now, I, yes. I noticed that you guys at Manon had done a um, a poll today, obviously about FPL and Sky, in which people prefer. And yeah. I was quite interested to see how that came out. And in a way, I'm glad that it came out Sky because mm. this is my first year playing Sky, but. I prefer the format and I actually prefer the community around Sky as well. It's, it doesn't feel so kind of poisonous at
2: times. Yeah, there's a maturity thing to it, isn't there? Mm. There's like Sky seems to be, you know, if you chuck out a few names that's in there, you know, you've got Rob Pick, you've got Dempsey, you know, Planet FPL do things on it. Very mature sort of decent people in the community. You take FPL and you've got a very broad range of, uh, let's say, um, ages and IQs. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's uh, unfortunately you get a few people who are pretty immature within it and it does kind of ruin the experience of FPL. And, and I'll tell you the one thing that pisses me off more than anything is people who set the Premier League badge as their avi and then tweet out about things like this person's injured and stuff. Yeah. Literally, yeah. if you do that, I'll block you and I'll, I'll hack you. I'll hack you. <laughs> and I'll take your whole shit down. Don't no. care. I used to do it in my younger years, but don't care. I'm bored of it.
1: That's a joke. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. Like, KDB oh. injured. KDB sent off No. Yeah.
2: So annoying. And then, and, then, and then you get a load of people in the comments going, oh, yeah, good one. You really got me. And I'm just like, no, you really fucked me off. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really annoyed me. You didn't get me. You pissed me off. Yeah. So yeah, we don't get that with Sky. Um, probably because the Sky actual comms and media from Sky on the Twitter is actually terrible. They don't <laughs> yeah. know what they're talking about half the time. Exactly. So even if they did send out a tweet saying, "Oh, Fernando, you know has got sent off or something," you'd be like, uh, "Well, has he?" Because you don't ever tweet out. So exactly.
0: Um, and obviously, we can't have you on without talking about Chapman.
2: Okay. Well, uh, I don't want to talk about Chapman. <laughs> 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 Not, neither do, I after this do you week. know what do you remember when i i think i spoke to you yesterday and i or, or i put a message and i said oh um i've probably jinxed my chat man tonight you I, did yeah. i jinxed my chat man did. completely jinxed it i mean even uh, I was
0: uh, having a joke about that saying it, it's ironic that you're slutting yourself out to us and then that week you uh you fuck yourself up FPL wise. that there, there's the puppy going around in the background <laughs>
2: beautiful puppy absolutely beautiful puppy (laughs) thank you very much mine's not that small anymore (laughs) unfortunately um yeah i scored 34 points which i think is my lowest ever score i thought mine Um, was 46. Uh, was there a minus involved in that i mean you're talking to me so there probably was uh there might have been a minus eight in that as well yeah there was it was a minus eight so that's why it's so low awful Honestly, um, obviously, I take the sim data and I just thought... Why I thought taking Verduka out for Henry was a good idea, I'll never know. Um, yeah, that's I just.
0: That
2: was that was yeah, it, it was, wasn't it? Um, sim data didn't say... The thing is, with the sim data, it didn't say Viduca was that great. It said Leeds do well, but he wasn't consistently scoring loads and loads and loads. Whereas with Arsenal, it was like, yeah, they do brilliantly and it's Henri, you know, Perez... Henri Tikhanov, Henri and he was really consistent with the sim data so I was like oh, I trust Henri maybe more than Vaduka, um, because I don't think form matters in, in Chapman really so I did it and I just took Viduca out for Henri and think and then I went for the punt and yeah it, it didn't work out I mean Arsenal did do brilliantly <laughs> but Perez did, did brilliantly. Yeah,
0: I think that, that's uh, an interesting point you make about the, the sim data I saw that obviously Luke Disable was chatting about it. Yeah. Um, and as much as I love the uh the obviously the CM fantasy data there, I think some people are genuinely taking the names a little bit too much for granted because obviously this is running off of his sim. Because mm, well, obviously our sim, for instance, last season Varon was shit and that, that never happens. Like he was predicted to be the god of Champman and he yeah. did fuck all. Whereas Henri seems
2: to to go missing in this sim. Massively. I mean the thing is viduka was missing for the first let's say 10 weeks of this game or 9 oh, weeks and in, and in he, know. <laughs> you know last week he he smashed it and i had him um and and that's the kind of thing isn't it it's the sim data is there for your you know it's research at the end of the day you you can take it or you can leave it and i decided this time to take it i thought it was pretty conclusive um but yeah it didn't it didn't pay off i don't base all my transfers around sim data usually um but I did this. I did this week. Uh, the, who did I? Who else did I get in? Uh, Muzzy, Izzet is it? There's another yeah, awesome. one. But, and I got Muzzy, is it in? Not from sim data, but because he's been doing really well. And Leicester had a great fixture. Yeah. So yeah, you go. There's, a, there's an example of one that wasn't sim data. It was from our sim, and it still didn't go right. So
0: yeah. I, I talked myself. Yeah, it was an absolutely
2: around. abysmal game week. I've so, got you two awesome, to to
1: thank them for breaking him. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right so I, I don't even know my moves this week I wait for this I wait for the scout leak and um yeah I think Henri I think you've had your time now you've done you've done my head in too much just like last <laughs> year you did it last year to me don't know why I put more faith in you again
0: all right and well um we've got one question that we want to ask you before obviously we let you go and uh obviously it's come in from your uh your co-host FPL Thomas um, nice. I think it's on the back of how famous you are, now that you're, you know. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) The question is, uh, Darren thinks he's a rapper now. Between you all, pick a rapper's five-a-side team listing their position and the reason why you want them there. But you can't pick yourself, Darren.
2: A rapper's five-a-side team, so I've got to put five rappers in? Yeah. We picked putting you on the spot. That like means I've got to think of five rappers. That's <laughs> all right. Okay. I'm going vanilla icing goal. Nice. Um, because he's got really fat, I think in his old age, so he can fill the net. <laughs> no other reason. Um, there can't be any other reason. And he wears a backwards cap and Goldie sometimes wear caps. There you go. Um, my goodness me, another rapper. Um, I'm going M up top. Because he's my favourite
1: yeah.
2: uh, of all of, 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 of them all. Um, plus, he's pretty. He's pretty skinny. I'm sure he's quite, quite quick on his feet. Uh, we'll ignore age. Um, I want to. Uh, in midfield, I'm going to go for Ice Cube and Fifty Cent. No explanation needed, apart from they're probably pretty hard. Yeah. They're big they're big built blokes. Yeah. So I, I kinda got two midfield generals there, aren't I? Um, and a bit of diversity as well. There you go. Gotta <laughs> keep diversity. I need one more. Um Oh goodness me. This is difficult. Oh I tell you what, we'll go with we'll go in defence with our captain Doctor Dre. Oh. Because let's let let's be honest, um every other rapper looks up to Doctor Dre. So uh, natural leader, that's why I'm putting the armband on him as well.
0: See, I, th- I think you're showing your age a little bit with these picks because uh, me and James have definitely, or me particularly, I've definitely gone slightly younger, and I don't even like rap. But
2: uh, what James, <laughs> <Yeah. wrote this. laughs> I mean, I struggled. And <laughs> uh, to be fair, I've picked some pretty well-known old rappers.
1: <laughs> yeah, Matt's gone for the modern picks, but um, on, James, I, I probably don't I think work. I know enough for a five-a-side. Um, so Fifty Cent in goal because he he likes getting shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. He could take a pl- plenty of shots and still keep a clean sheet. So, um, yep. two pack at centre back uh, okay. and Eminem and Jay Z running the midfield. uh nice. Partnership between those two um, with Stormzy, just the lone target man, heading them in.
2: Oh, I did think of
1: Stormzy, obviously. And I really like him as well.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: Him and uh, Eminem. I've, I've gone slightly different. Uh, I struggled like you to pick five rappers, to be honest. And I don't. <laughs> One of these is a rapper. But um, I've gone Jay-Z in goal, just so he doesn't have to do much running. Um, I've got Post Malone. That's the questionable one. Um, And Stormzy at the back, because they're massive, and I don't think anybody's getting past them. I've gone Eminem as the playmaker. You know, he can basically produce anything. And then um, AJ Tracy, because he's young and could probably run quite quickly. So that's the only reason I've gone for him. Yeah.
2: Uh I, I knew all, every single rapper that you lot said, apart from AJ Tracy. Don't know AJ Tracy.
0: Something about being live and direct, and that just put me towards you okay. know, him being a
2: forward. So I was going to say, don't know him. But, um, yeah, I'll the rest.
0: Exactly. Right, well, um, we'll let you go, and obviously get back to your kids, and then we can finish up
2: before Zoom kicks us off of this, uh, this 40 stream. 40 minutes yeah you should ask i've got a pro license next time just let me know <laughs> There you go. next
0: time well if perfect. we do um
2: if we do that dual pod
0: between ourselves and Manon, you know we'll definitely have you make the account
2: yes that would be great and uh yeah that should definitely happen perfect okay, all right guys well appreciate it thank you very much well,
0: i hope you guys all enjoyed that that was uh quite riveting actually to find out a little bit more about darren you know i know him as uh dronic from uh, from the community but it's it's good to hear him talk about fpl isn't it james
1: Oh, it, it certainly is. It was um, nice to meet him, to see him. Um, obviously, if you're listening, you can only hear him, but um, a fairly recognisable voice, and it's great to have him on. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, very much so, and hopefully, like we've said, one day we might do that um, that joint show with Manon. I think it it could be a long one. They, those guys, you know, it's a very long podcast, but I don't mind a long
1: one if there's a couple of beers involved. could be an end-of-season special. We'll, yeah. we'll have a beer um, and see yeah. how it goes.
0: Right, um, Zoom's only going to give us seven minutes now, so we're going
1: to have to to get going. Should we jump
0: on to FPO and how we got on with our weeks?
1: Yes, let's quickly whistle stop tour through our teams. So, thirty three points for me, just over, just under the average, actually. Uh, mainly thanks to Patrick Bamford. Not much to shout about other than two clean sheets and Grealish. So that's me done.
0: Yeah, and I got, got myself 68 points this week. Um, again, above the average, quite quite pleased with that. Shot up to 137k, um, mainly down to, obviously, we've spoken about it, but Cancello and Gundogan. And having to check on the bench was a bit of a pain in the arse, to be honest. But um, it is what it is. Like we've said, I don't think either of us particularly know what we're going to do with Kane. So uh, it's going to be a late night deciding what, what I want to do and whether I actually want to get rid of
1: Kane or not. Yeah, same same for me. I've got Vardy and Kane out to consider who to, who to bring in. I'm not sure. There's a whole plethora of options that I'm considering in my head. But yeah, we, that's what we love the game for, isn't it? Exactly. Right, let's jump
0: on to Sky. And uh, in all honesty, a little bit of a sore yeah. subject for me this week, but um, I'll let you go first.
1: Well, wow. um, for me, it was an okay week. Um, I'm 13K in Team 1 now and 5K in Team 2, uh, both around the 80s, I think 84 and 79. Uh, but I didn't use any transfers, unlike yourself. Um, <laughs> obviously, you're in the cup. You're going gung-ho. Yeah. Sadly, it looked like you were going to win. It looked like you are going to win, um, mm-hmm. as we'll talk about in a second. Um. But, yeah, I'm still enjoying the game. Um, um It's getting quite exciting as it gets close to the end of the season.
0: Yeah, good man. Yeah, um, I ended up on 115 points in my main team. That's 56th in the world. It's, it's, it's well set to overhaul. I don't plan to make any transfers. And then, obviously, the one that we were all talking about across many groups was uh, my cup team. There was at one point I was 26 points ahead after the Man City game. I was buzzing. I thought, right, doing really well here, doing well. And then he managed to chase me down. And then last night, there was three points in it. I was ahead. I had Mane. I brought in Kane, as coverage. Put the captaincy on Kane, didn't captain Mane. And then he overtook me. And he ended up on 10 points more than I got. So it's frustrating. Um, I reckon it's he so must cool. have had Mane and Trent, to be honest.
1: Yeah, so close. Fine margins for you. Like With that move, with Kane, it's, it's a tricky one. Um, but I think you'd have made the same decision. Yeah, very much so.
0: Right, and then obviously in Champman, again, brilliant night last night, but uh, not so brilliant for my team other than captaincy on Vaduka. I got uh, 46 points.
1: Ooh.
0: She's a red arrow dropping me down to 141st in the
1: world now. 58 for myself. Uh, big... Sixth green arrow in a row. Um, I'm now 397th, so slow progress. Um, but yeah, six game consecutive game game weeks with green arrows. Uh, Re- Rebrov captained him. Rebrov didn't pay off. Very frustrating. Um, felt Andy Martin's pain. Oh, I felt for you, man. But yeah, he's going to straight to Shera this week for the good fixture that they, they have. So nice. not too bothered about it, to be honest. No, right.
0: Let's jump on to some quick fire questions. Um, first things first from FBL Dempsey. Uh, one for clean sheet wipeout, but I'll also let you quickly answer it, James is plans for the second and third team. Now you're out of the cup. Time to chase monthly prizes. Um, for me, my second team only has four transfers now. And now that I'm out of the cup, I might hold them till after I overhaul and then um, see where I can get to. I might just burn them and then have a little bit of a test, try and set up an overhaul team, see how it does You know, for the last 14 weeks of the season. As for the third team, if I can be bothered setting it up, then I'd probably quite like to attack the manager of the month, mainly because I'd love a PS5.
1: That's a very good shout. I mean, I'm dying to have a PS5, but yeah, I don't think I'm going to bother with my third team. I might use it just to experiment, just to see, like maybe create as a punt team. But other than that, I don't think I'm going to be using it too much.
0: No. Next question's in from Abdul, and it's FPL related. Do you generally feel for game week twenty one there are no exciting standout captains and is DCL worth a
1: punt? Um, I'd say like Son away at Brighton is still a decent captain to have. Um, if you own him, that is. Uh, if you don't, then um, obviously DCL someone you could move on to against Newcastle in the early kickoff. You could see him getting a goal in that. To be honest, so I think I think you'd be well worth captaining uh, DCL Abdul.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think. Hunting on detail is probably a good a good idea with um, Newcastle this week. I think Salah away to West Ham will be popular. Um, personally, like I've said, I'm edging towards uh, Gundogan. So who knew I'd be capping a 5.7 million midfielder, but I expect that might be where I end up going, depending on my cane move. Um, second question in from him was, in man. are Man United now a team to avoid putting money into given their downturn in form? By the way, cheers for the De Boer advice. Well, I'm glad you took it, mate.
1: Um. For me, I think Man United assets are more than capable of strong returns. Obviously, with form not being a thing in Chapman, um, I've been eyeing up Sylvester for weeks. Um, just the timing's not been right for me with his fitness um, and the fixtures they've had. Uh, but the likes of Chadwick provide value to maybe just stay in your team. Yep. Um, and I'm in the just keeping Ruvan van for the entire season camp so you can just use your transfers for problems up elsewhere.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And obviously, like we've said, form isn't really a thing in um, Chapman. The game isn't that intelligent, but there are better options out there if you want to, if you want to jump on them. And uh, I wouldn't be against it, mate. All right. Questioning from uh, Steve Bird. And this is an interesting one. What is the first film you remember seeing at the cinema or picture house, as he likes to call it? The Grinch for me when I was eight. Nice. Uh, for me when I was eight. So ironically, the same year, um, it was the Pokemon movie um, I went to see. And uh, I think me mum took me brother to go see the Tigger movie, which was uh, amusing. But it's just a weird thought that sticks in my head. But yeah, Pokemon. Um, and then the second question from Steve is, who are the best assets in the bottom six for FPL?
1: Uh, Callum Wilson, Pereira, uh, and now Snodgrass. He's at West Brom for me.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, maybe Sanchez um, for Brighton. Might be a good, good option, £4.4 million goalkeeper. Burnley, defensive assets. 23 to 25 quite good options in fairness and then obviously you've got Newcastle uh if you're willing to take a punt and say maximum you never know right well um that draws the end to the questions and draws to an end the the podcast uh I really hope you enjoyed uh, the man on feature and it's been a pleasure talking to you so uh it's a goodbye from me James and a goodbye
1: from me